review your condition that you wish to transcend the condition of beings and let that make you want to seek the true nature of reality as an antidote so that the search itself becomes relevant practical let this become a passionate becomes conducive to acquiring this antidote let it, in, let it infuse your body so your body becomes conducive to meditation so the legs becomes comfortable stable the hands are placed in such a way that they are comfortable they have stability elbows not too far nor too close shoulders even relaxed back comfortable straight head and neck centered if you pull in the chin you we will find a place of center for the head and neck so you don't feel the need to consciously hold them in place places eyes can be open and feel the sense of ease that is present already in the body and take that as a good sign that you are approaching meditative state so allow it to continue to fill the body then bring your attention to the breath simply knowing that you're breathing out when you are breathing out know that you're breathing in when you are breathing in you need not be concerned about forcing the mind to focus on the breath nor control the length of the inhalation or the exhalations you're not even concerned about taking actions towards distractions and notice how the sense of ease is getting deeper how it is influencing the rhythm of the breath how it is starting to influence keeping your awareness on the breath
go back again to the posture to make sure that you don't have any strains, that you are comfortable. And if you need to make adjustments, make them so you can be comfortable and stable, staying aware of the breath, staying aware of the sense of ease. And every once in a while, stir up that passionate determination. After making the, the adjustments, and you feel a sense of confidence in the posture? Bring your attention back to just the breath. Follow the out-breath as it occurs. Know that you're breathing out without expecting the in-breath. When it transforms into in-breath, follow the in-breath without expecting out-breath. And when it goes back to out-breath, notice the continuity of your awareness going from out-breath to out-breath. disturbing the state where you find yourself in, strengthening your determination, become aware of the sense of ease, of its profundity within the body.
of how it is reflected in the rhythm of the breath, how it is reflected in the calmness of the mind. Staying with this ever-deepening sense of ease. Again, recall your ultimate, ultimate goal. Recall the immediate goal you seek in this meditation itself. How this immediate goal is connected to your ultimate goal. About an arm's length or prostration distance at the level of your eyebrows. Stay with the sense of ease. Focus in that space as though you're looking at something through a window between your eyebrows while asking through what means will you achieve your goal? On what will you depend that will infallibly guide you there? And start to feel the presence of a bright being, a bright presence. It is the very goal you seek taking form, appearing to guide you. Hearing those words, reflecting on those words, find a sense of conviction, no matter what that, what the measure of that conviction may be. Find it, hold on to it, as though it's the only thing that is worthy to hold on to. and holding on to that measure of conviction. In your mind, show reverence, prostrate. that conviction, feeling great, great sense of gratitude, make offerings, your faults, the actions committed under the influence, turn your mind, take refuge, seeking protection.
rejoice. Let your mind take great joy in goodness, yours and others. all beings with your heart of compassion and love, compassion and love, look at their conditions, and holding them in your compassion and your love, turn your mind to the sense of connection, and ask them to please teach beings how to truly end their pain, how to find true happiness ask them to stay with beings for as long as it takes. And think of the meditation you're about to do. Think of the merit you gained so far through these preliminaries and dedicate the power of these preliminaries to help you succeed in this meditation. Your understanding gets more profound, your mind gain more clarity, your meditation more stable. And bring that bright form to the crown of your head and make fervent requests for blessings to be free of your obstacles for this meditation, to be filled with all that you need to realize your goal. Realizing that the very embodiment of what you're aspiring to achieve is that form above your head and you aspire to become inseparable by the strength of your aspiration that form dissolves into a point of light see and feel that point of light now descend through the crown of your head see it approaching your mind and your heart center finding it emerging and becoming inseparable.
bring your attention back to the breath. straight to it. <laughs> uh, we reach the part in the Hot Sutra where uh, Lord Avadukiteshwara is sort of sum- starting to summarize what is, what is uh, mentioned so far to Shariputra. Uh, it's Saribu Chunsemba Nam Dupamibichir, Shiroki Paru to Chimbala Tensi Ne Te Semla Deepa Tapa Me Chinjolende Shintu Nagalende Betar Chintu. Okay. So we, last time we saw, uh, read Avarikishala sort of giving a list of things. Uh, there is no this, there is no that, there is. Bodhisattvas uh, Bodhisattvas uh, depend on transcendental wisdom and then they abide in transcendental, transcendental wisdom. They abide in it and then they depend on it because there is no attainment. What is, the at- what is the object of this attainment? What is it that the Avarukteshwara is telling that? What is, it, what is this attainment that, there is that doesn't exist? Uh, nirvana. nirvana. There is no attainment of Nirvana. <coughs> what do you say? Oh, sorry. Enlightenment. <laughs> oh, yeah, enlightenment. Okay. There is no Nirvana to attain. There is no attainment of Nirvana. There is no attainment of enlightenment and because of that fact that there is no attainment of nirvana what do bodhisattvas do? bodhisattvas depend on transcendental wisdom they abide in a transcendental wisdom and because they do that uh, (laughs) I think we did read a little bit of that Uh, in, in the translation it says what did it say? never mind well, it's supposed to say similar deeper met. It said there is no obscuration. There is no mental obscuration. And because of all that, because of this freedom from fear, because of this uh, uh, freedom from obscurations, mental obscuration, because of depending on, because of abiding in tr- of, of transcendental wisdom. Chinchi lo le shintu dene. They transcend. Shinto means extremely, uh, very, uh, thoroughly. They thoroughly transcend Chinchilok. Chinchilok is uh, is the way our ignorant mind uh, impresses or 
what's that word? Uh, uh, ignorant mind impose what it, what what ignorant mind imposes of, uh, 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 concerning reality. What what it, what it puts on reality. Okay, so it's the complete opposite of what reality is supposed to be. So because of that, then the Bodhisattva is able to completely transcend that kind of that kind of error, that kind of backwards way of looking at reality, that backwards way of grasping at reality. Okay. Uh, and and here's the kicker. <laughs> and they're able to attain nirvana. They didn't, they didn't just begin when the text reads because there is no attainment. What's saying is that there is not an attainment that is not an atta- that is an attainment without being simply a result, without simply being a, a, an appearance, an appearance that is that is forced, that is that is uh, presents itself because of the proper conditions necessary for the appearance of attainment to manifest. Okay, so other than gathering what is necessary for there to be an attainment, there will not be an attainment. And because that's how you get, uh, you achieve that that's, how, that, that's how you get attainment, then the attainment that you get, that will be the true attainment. And, and how do you get that attainment? And that's what, that, and that's what the instruction is. And it, depend on, abide by transcendental wisdom. That's what you have to do. And because of that process, your mind will become free of obscurations. Your mind will become free of fear. And what is that fear? It is that fear that that sort of kept us in samsara. The fear that if things don't exist exactly the way I think they exist, then then there is no existence. I'm going to go out of existence. Almost as if the mind, there's a fear in the mind that by just by contemplating the true nature of reality and then arriving at that the true nature of reality is emptiness, unconsciously you've thought the uh, reality existed. All of a sudden it's the complete opposite of that. It, that way doesn't exist at all. Then there's a fear that might come up. And that fear is that I'm going to go out of existence if I continue to meditate like this. I'm going to meditate myself out of existence. Sounds funny, sounds stupid, but that fear comes up. Okay. And, but because the Bodhisattva, the practitioner, understands the nature of reality and, and how that fear is baseless, then that is that the Bodhisattva is free of that fear. Okay. And, and because of that, the Bodhisattva is able to go beyond this, this unconscious the sub, subconscious uh, habit of grasping onto things in a, in a, in a I can't think of another way of saying it. Uh, uh, it was if you blame Geshe Michael, okay, because he, he's, that's the only word he used to use. Back ass, back ass words. I'm forgetting the word term. Ass backwards. Ass backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying uh, I'm saying the term ass backwards. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's because of this way of grasping onto the nature of reality in a very, a very opposite of how it's supposed to be. The habit that causes the fear. It's the habit that keeps us bound here. It's the habit that keeps us from attaining nirvana. 
abstracting too much. All the instructions are there. Okay. So it is attainment is a, is a, you arrive. Okay, look at the, the 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 parts that we are seeking to transcend. The the condition that we are seeking to transcend. That's the part about the the chinchilo the 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 what's that word again? The back ass backwards. The ass backwards view of 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 we are, what am I saying? It's backwards. <laughs> the uh, like it just won't stick. <laughs> the back ass words? <laughs> the ass backwards. <laughs> okay, say ass, say ass first. Okay. <laughs> the ass backwards view on reality that we have about reality. And what is that? It is, it is that very pain that we are experiencing in our, in, our, in our reality. It is those mental afflictions that we are experiencing that causes us so much pain. The jealousy and, and all the rest, the, the pride, the, the attachment, and all those things. That's what, is, that's what Avalokitesha is pointing to. That's what you transcend. It's not just some philosophical uh, uh, heaven where, where, you just, where you just know it's, it's just good just for, to think about. And, and the rest of you is in pain. Okay. He's talking about the very pain that you're experiencing in your body, in your mind, in your emotions, in your relationship is... Rather than, rather than allowing the mind to continue its habit of imposing a nature to reality. It's just that. There's nothing else. There's, there's, that is the magic. There's no magic other than this. Okay. This is what you're supposed to do. You don't, you don't do something else with emptiness. You don't add a little sugar into it and, and, then, and then you're able to transcend. Okay. You don't put a little salt and pepper. <laughs> okay. That's, that's it, emptiness itself. Just doing, just doing that meditation as it is. Here's your affliction. Here's your pain. Look at it for what it truly is. And when you see directly that it has no essence, that very seeing that it has no essence is what will free you from the fear that it brings to you in your life. That's what will free you from the obscurations, from the pain that it brings to your life. Just seeing it that it has no essence. That's it. This is the magic. Okay. Uh, okay. Also, I wanted to uh, bring. A, I, I said it was going to get a little bit complicated towards the end, right? Okay. Here, here are the complications. <laughs> okay. It's time for your mind now to turn into a knot. <laughs> uh, one of the things I want I want you to uh, appreciate is appreciate the different schools. Don't have the because uh, somehow. We, uh, when you hear this school is higher than that school, we, we did. I went to a few classes and I got it. I was wrong with them. They spent their whole life. They were with the Buddha and they couldn't get it. What's wrong with that? Okay? Don't let your mind go into that arrogant phase, okay? Mm. <laughs> All right. So, I, I think I've talked enough about the, the first school so that they understand how the five heaps are empty of a person. A discrete person that owns the five heaps, right? Because when it, when when it, when you have the five heaps appear to you, you have the the parts of the person appear to you, and then there is the appearance that there is a person, right? And when you analyze the five heaps, all you see are non-person, non-person, 
what else do you see when you analyze the five heaps? When you look at the five heaps, you see all you see are the five heaps. That's all you see. You don't see a person other than the five heaps. So the uh, the person is an appearance because of the presence of the five heaps. Okay. So the, the first school understands that that, the, that that person doesn't exist apart from the mere, mere appearance of the five heaps. Now, they, the, 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 thing that, the thing that Avalokiteshvara uh, uh, asked you to do in the very beginning was to apply this to all other things. So if you do not apply this to all conditions, to all situations, whatever your mind is holding on to, a person, okay, but if you don't do that, then your mind will be holding on to some essence somewhere. So the, the, the first school sees that the person is essenceless. It is not something discrete other than the five heaps. Okay? That's what I mean by having essence, having no essence. Okay? So the, 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 the person is completely held together by the fact of the five heaps being, being present. That's how you see person. The Just parts. like hmm? the parts. Yeah, the parts. Just like table. Table is like person. And then what's holding what's holding the concept, what's holding the reality of table together is all those different parts, the wood, the shape, and, 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 and so forth. Right? It's these things that's holding the the, the uh, a table together. Apart from these things, you cannot find a table. That's why a table is essenceless. Okay? Now or then, then the mind directly perceive that the person directly perceive the essenceless of the person. So everything that is connected with the person, all the problems, all the all the all the hang-ups, all the uh, um, emotions, uh, emotional disturbances that were connected with the person, they, they 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 go away just because of seeing the essenceless essencelessness of person. Then. If you just stick, uh, if you if your goal was oh the, 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 my to the heaps, okay. So for them, it's because the heaps have essence. That's why they can give the illusion of person. Okay. Now, uh, I'm not going to go to the next school because it's the kind of <laughs> anyway. I'm, uh, anyway, I'm uh, doing what I said that to do. <laughs> Let's jump to uh, <laughs> now. When you when you do uh, uh, when you when you do when you do as Avalokiteshvara asks you to do, and to, you apply the same thing you do with the person, you do with body, you do with uh, any part of the mind, discrimination, uh, consciousness. When you, do it, when you do it with that, all you see, you have the same thing. A bunch of things coming together and then they're giving the, the appearance of what we call consciousness, the appearance of what you call body. Okay? So body, you discover, is essenceless. Okay? Now, you notice, you, you come also to notice, uh, and, and, and you've arrived at prasangika when you do that. Okay? You arrive at the middle view. Okay, now the mind now, uh, with the person, doesn't go further outside. Of, they are essentially my mind. They are 
in essence my mind that's the mind only school okay When the Buddha said, uh, "There is no outer, no outer object, do mm. not exist." This is the mind appearing as an outer form. The, the Buddha never, never said that. Uh, I, I read that in a in a sutra. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the mind appearing. Ah, there's a lot of misunderstanding about that. So, when we are looking at any phenomena. Right. Uh, there's a term that you, you have to uh, um, become f- come to appreciate. It's okay, what is putting those parts together to form that that wholeness? It's the mind doing that. Okay. So in that sense, that's what it means by it's coming from the mind. Mm-hmm. That wholeness that you're holding onto is coming from the mind. The mind is doing it. Okay, the mind is putting it together. Okay, uh, but not in the sense when you hear that you think that the mind is actually creating matter. The mind is uh, no. Uh, the the mind is manufacturing matter. When we perceive something, what we think we are perceiving is a uh, is what we call ah. Uh, <sighs> I don't think there is there's a good. Uh, you know, this is what they're pointing to as being mere concept. Mere concept, uh, you know, chi dun. It's a general. Because, ah, that's a good one. It's a generalization. The mind is making a generalization. Okay, and as the mind is making this generalization. The, the mind is, uh, there are two things going on. There's the generalization going on, and there's the ignorance hanging, hanging there, always, you know, uh, always hanging there. Uh, and then and, and putting, its, putting his uh, two cents in there. Okay, throwing, oh, self existence. Okay, what, what else you got? Self existence. <laughs> self existence. Always throwing his two cents of self existence in there. Okay? That is the way it appears to be, it is, it is by itself that way. That's what self-existent means. Okay, self-existent doesn't mean that uh, my mind is didn't, didn't manufacture it, or for something to exist outside, it is something that my mind did not manufacture. And I'm using the word manufacture the same way that you think of a factory. Be careful <laughs> of falling into that. Uh, so, when you say table, table itself is a is a mere term. Okay, is a mere term, is a mere concept. That's what, uh, and that mere concept is coming from your mind. Okay, and and what is the basis for that concept? It is it is it's it's those parts. Now here's where the, the, the lower Madhyamika comes in. Just like in the first school, they say there must be some essence out there to produce this illusion. So the, 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 the Svartantika says there must be some essence 
in there and in the mind to produce the, con- to produce the concept. There must be a, a, an essential mind to produce concepts and there must be some es- essential basis for the mind to, to uh, put the label or put the concept on. You understand that part? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, where you're supposed to be, as far as Prasangika is concerned, think of, of uh, I mean, try to, rem- try to, f- try to uh, figure, because they do not ascribe to any essence whatsoever. Not in the, uh, not in, in, in the mind and not in, in, in the things that appear to the mind. No essence whatsoever. So you, can, you must do that same thing that Avalokiteshvara asks you to do to everything. Not just to object outside that you're, you're perceiving, but to the mind itself. And to every quality that you experience, you must do it to it. And then what, what do you end up with? You end up with no essence. You do not end up with my mind made it up. Okay? If you end up with my mind made it up, then you are grabbing onto the essence. You are grabbing onto mind as essence. Okay? Ah. Hmm. Something else? Uh, that question, why was it posed? Why are they accused of being a nihilist? Because of that. The mind school says, there got to be some essence to the mind. And okay, there's no essence to things out there, but there has to be some essence to the mind. And the person, and the Svatranjika says, well, there's a little essence in the mind, there's a little essence in the, in, 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 there's in the, the, the basis upon which you, you conceptualize, there's, there is, there's an essence there. The, and then if your mind goes on and, and say, oh, uh, then, then this is the essence that gives rise to this. Then you, 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 you fell from Prasangika. Okay. This is an example of whatever that exists. You look at it, oh, it comes from this, it comes from that, oh, no essence. Then if this Oh, 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 it's this and that's that, okay. If one of the that's <laughs> becomes the thing that you're analyzing, then it's the same thing as this. Oh, that is come from a bunch of uh, uh, those. Then that has no essence. And if your mind keeps, oh, there might be an essence somewhere. You go, okay, go to those. It then becomes the object of analysis. And what happens? Oh, it's, it's because of, uh, I don't know, I'm... I'm I'm uh, running out of demonstrative pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> this, that, those, these. <laughs> okay. Yeah, keep going until you run out of demonstrative pronouns. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> until there's no, you can, until you end up with no essence whatsoever. If you say it comes from mind and holding onto mind, and you're holding onto the mind, then you're holding onto essence. But if you say, it come, oh, it comes from mind, and, you look at, and you're looking at what, what's left after you see that it comes from mind, then you're okay. Then you're okay. Then you say, it comes from mind, and, you, and uh, because of the habit of, of since beginningless time, 
when you, when when the mind is approaching essencelessness, the mind gets a fe- gets a great fear, as though the very examining, the very uh, uh, looking at essencelessness, the mind feels that I am erasing myself, and that creates a great fear. And this is the fear that you're supposed to have patience, you have to be patient about. Okay? The, what's it called again? Well, I forget the term. Abiding in patient something. Something. <laughs> ah. The patient abiding, the patient abiding. Abiding in patience. Well, it's about being uh, 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 bearing, bearing the, rea- the the true the true nature of reality. What? Who is bearing it? The the mind of ignorance has to bear it. Okay. Because it's 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 telling the mind of ignorance <laughs> you're wrong. You've been wrong all these ages. As a matter of fact, you're, you're the cause of all this trouble. Appreciation of my only school. Okay. But it seems like you're always ending up with the mind. So the mind only school says, oh, that's where the essence is. Okay. Is it correct if I say that the mind and what the mind experiences comes from the same seed? The mind and what the mind experiences come from the same sea. That's a tricky question. <laughs> Sorry. Because there's experience in there, and then there's the thing that's being experienced. Are they all the same entity? The thing and the experience of that you have about the thing. No, I mean, uh, when you say that, is, is this how you hold on to thing and experience? Yes. That they are the same thing? N- no, the, the same phenomena. What I see and the mind that sees it comes from the same seat. No. No. The second question is different than the first, right? Yeah, I think he's referring to the, the mind-only concept that, you know, one a single karmic seed mm-hmm. ripens and that uh, ripens as the object as and the subject. And the, the subject ignorance and that makes you think things are real is the same ignorance that makes you think... That, 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 uh, that phenomena, it's ignorant to think that they are different. Mm-hmm. That's the mind-only school understanding. Okay. So they, they believe that they are the same. Okay. They're, they're both ripe, they both come out of, out of the same seed, so okay. to speak. But, but <laughs> there is other school. <laughs> no, uh, uh, look at the look at do do what Avalokiteshvara keeps asking you to do in the Hot Sutra. Just look, look at the mind, and look at the thing that is being perceived. If they arise exactly from the same seed, how is it that you have two different things? One called the mind, and one called the object being perceived. Okay. So uh, different seed to create the mind and uh, to create the the mind sees. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Thank you. All right. Let's uh, let's end. <laughs>
I thought I was going to give you a little more time to meditate, but I've actually taken away time. <laughs> right, you ready? Magic is simply looking at essencelessness. Nothing else but that. Try to have a clear and vivid memory of the state of tranquility that you were experiencing before the talk. And let it infuse your present state. Infuse the body. Infuse the breath. Infuse your mind. Bring your thinking to your heart center. Observe five cycles of breath as you strengthen your determination what you wish to accomplish in this meditation. So since we don't have time to go through all the steps of acquiring that meditative state to do the analysis, so just try to have a vivid memory of that as you experienced it and let that vivid memory infuse your present state of mind. And once you have reached that point of clarity, stability, then think of a think of something that is troubling you, a condition whether it is environmental, whether it is physical, mental, and try to have it come to the surface of your mind as vividly as you can. And once its sense of realness is feels like it's imposing itself, it's imp-
disturbing your tranquility, become aware of it. Endeavor to remain in that tranquil state. And from within this tranquil state, turn your mind to all beings. And make a very strong wish. So strong it's as if you are willing it to happen. That whatever problems they are experiencing, that they may be free of them. And that they may come to experience true happiness. dedicate to the ultimate and gently bring your awareness to the breath with the breath slowly become aware of the body. Start with the top of your head. Okay. Um there's a historical thing happening tomorrow and Sunday in Connecticut. <laughs> uh, those of you who can make it, I would uh, strongly, uh, strongly what? <laughs> strongly advise? No, that's not like a order, right? <laughs> recommend, strongly recommend that you try to make it there. At least, no, one of those days, Saturday or Sunday, something historical is about to happen. It's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you very much. What time? Uh, 10 10.30 and then... Yeah. Oh, Saturday, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, Saturday and Sunday. It starts at 10.30. There's an 807 train from Grand Central Station. Mm -hmm. And, and tomorrow. Yeah. What, what is it? Okay, so. And I'll <coughs> What? Different students will be doing, giving presentations and with the Lama's blessing and getting criticized. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, come armed and dangerous. <laughs>